This is Conversations on Discipleship with Father Adam Streitenberger from St. Gabriel Catholic Radio and Diocese of Columbus Media. Welcome to Conversations on Discipleship. I'm your host, Father Adam Streitenberger. With me today is Father Ted Sill. He's the pastor of St. Matthew in Gehanna. Welcome, Father. Thank you. Good morning. Great to have you. So it's, um, you were a pastor in London. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, you know, I'd always wanted to be a, a, a pastor eventually. Um, that's how I understood the Austin priesthood, that you know, eventually when I got enough experience, um, that would be made a pastor, and that's what I wanted to do. And after uh, seven years in the vocation office, um, I just felt like it was time for me to ask Bishop Griffin if it was okay if I could now be a pastor. And um, he said yes. And um, so I got to apply for St. Patrick's in London and uh, got that assignment. And um, it, was, it was a great assignment for Excellent. me. And you were there 12 years, is that right? Or? Uh, I was there 11 years. 11 years. Um, then um, was asked uh, by uh, Bishop Campbell to take St. Matthew, the Apostle in Gehanna, leave a year early, um, which was hard to do. Um, and, um, but, you know, I did it, and uh, it was a bit hard transition at first, um, going from such a small rural community, had 500 families, I uh, knew most everybody, and also in the community as well, non-Catholics. I've been there that long and um, was involved in the ministerial association, so with a lot of the other um, uh, ministers in the area, knew them and had worked with them together on projects. We had a school, small school, 180 students. Again, knew most all the students um, by name. Going from that to, you know, a parish that was about five times that school as well. And so it was just like overwhelming. I was walking around in a daze. How am I going to know, get to know all these people, remember their names? A lot of times I didn't even remember what parish I was in. (laughs) (laughs) I'd make the mistake of saying St. Patrick's at a gathering when it was, you know, should have said St. Matthew's. Um, So, um, yeah, it was a bit overwhelming. But, um, again, the Lord knows what's best for us and... Now I feel about St. Matthew's like I did when I was at St. Patrick's for a while. And you were blessed um, that first year to have the greatest parochial vicar of all time. It, he was so helpful. <laughs> he laid it out for me what I was supposed to do. <laughs> I was his parochial vicar his first year there at St. Matthew's. Um, the, that, but honestly, that was a blessing. Yeah, I, you know, and it was a, it was it was a great joy to um, to work with you too, and under you too. So, thank you. Share the same house, and it was those were it was those were good times. Mm-hmm. Do you, as you kind of look back in your time at St. Matthew's, which has now been probably eleven years? Has it been eleven years? It'll be twelve. Twelve in uh, July. Yeah, well, I've completed twelve. Yeah. So I mean, both in your experience in London and um, your experience in Gehenna, what what are sort of the joys of the priesthood, and especially of of being a pastor? Uh, the I'd say the the joys are getting to know the people and being invited into the lives of those people that do invite you in. 
Um, you always have that percentage of the parish population that, um, for whatever reason, you know, maybe um, don't have you come over for dinner or don't invite you maybe to some family events or whatever. But certainly, you know, uh, being there to baptize uh, children and then, you know, the celebrations for that afterwards, First Communions, Confirmation, um, marriages, um, all of that, um, you know, just gets you involved with the people in a way uh, that it's all based in faith, right? Mm -hmm. In our faith in Jesus Christ and um, wouldn't have had those kind of experiences otherwise. So get to know people in a personal way. What about the difficulties as a pastor? the difficulties certainly are, you know, making the hard decisions with regard to what direction we're going to go with something in the school, the parish, and the church. Um, the most uh, difficult, I would say, on a regular basis are, are uh, funerals, mm-hmm. you know, particularly when I've been there as long as I have been now and have gotten to know um, these people fairly well and over the years and then they die and you know you've got to say something meaningful to the family of course there's hope in the resurrection that's mm-hmm. meaningful but still it's you know it's difficult to in those situations administer especially when they're you're young people or young um, you know husband or wife um, what you know, what kind of vision or strategy, I, I should say maybe even more vision, do you have as a pastor? So I think that very often we talk about, you know, leaders or pastors have a vision for the parish. Um, some, you know, maybe we could ca- talk about like a project, you know, that they're unfolding. But really like the vision, what what are you hoping for from St. Matthew's? Well, I think um, in... The last uh, couple years, been focusing more on um, helping our parishioners to be more intentional, intentional working on their relationship um, with Jesus. Of course, we believe at the sacramental church that that happens uh, most readily through our participation in the sacraments and and most particularly in the Eucharist and 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 the sacrament of penance as well um, but all the sacraments and so helping people understand the uh, how important the sacraments are on our faith journey and helping us grow in friendship with Jesus and relying on the grace that comes from those sacraments um, to help us on the journey um, you know that's I guess my major goal, and then getting uh, all all of our um, efforts, programming, and so forth um, in the parish focused on on that. One, something that we're working. I have a great staff. Um, I have a young staff, which is a real blessing to me. Um, in, in some ways, they keep me from getting too old uh, prematurely. Um, <laughs> But they are certainly a, a blessing, and <clears throat> and so our focus is: we went from having the traditional uh, parish school of religion (PSR) program. We made a shift and called it Family of Faith because 
the whole program has been um, the focus has changed. We're trying to get uh, family parents to form their children um, as disciples of Jesus, have a friendship with Jesus, and um, I think that's where we have to focus as a church. We've gotten a, away from uh, that um, for whatever you know cultural reasons. Um, so trying to and, and starting with families right when they baptize their children and getting them engaged in some of these um, family of faith uh, formation programs um, to help them understand the importance, the important role they have as parents to raise their kids in the faith, to participate as a family in the sacramental life of the church. Do you see that, um, I mean, based on your experience both growing up in a parish, but then also in your years as a priest, I mean, was there a time that parishes really did that, or was it always sort of parishes kind of provided services rather than maybe forming parents um, or families to, to, to do the faith for me? It seems to me a lot of parishes the model is, well, I have this DRE, we have this staff, we're gonna, you're going to send your kids to us, we're going to teach them for you, and then we're going to send them back home. Right to you, right. and that it seems to me has been a very old kind of model um, for a long time. Even if maybe the catechesis or the the education was better at some point and worse at others, you know, like mm-hmm. you send your kids to us, we go over the Baltimore Catechism. You send your kids to us, we color pictures and you know right. paste things. Right. You send your kids to us. Now we use a better textbook. Mm-hmm. But it seems like it's a whole new model now. It's, right. It's actually work trying to form parents and kids together. Together, exactly. And to help them create the kind of culture that um, is based in Jesus Christ at home and in their lives, you know, all the time. You know, those the instructional model, I think, worked at a time when our culture was very... Um, Supportive. Mm-hmm. It was. Uh, it's. A, it was a Christian culture, um, and so um, yeah, it was more informational. Maybe you know, instruction about the faith. Um, but now the culture has changed, and that's where we have a huge challenge. We, we've got to recreate the culture at home, which should have always been there in the first place. It's just for various reasons has. Um, you know, fallen apart in many families. Those families where we do have that uh, conscious e- effort at creating the culture, a Christian culture at home, um, the faith is alive and uh, well, and you see it, and it's encouraging, but it's small. Mm. <laughs> we need it to grow. Well, you've been listening to Conversations on Discipleship. I'm your host, Father Adam Streitenberger. With me has been Father Ted Sill. He's the pastor of St. Matthew's in Gehenna. Thank you, Father, for joining us. You're welcome. It's my pleasure. And until next time, peace and all good. A Diocese of Columbus production in partnership with St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. Hey, parents, you don't need the latest gizmo slang or clothes to be a perfect parent because kids in foster care don't need perfection. They need you. For more information on how you can adopt, go to adoptuskids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Adopt Us Kids and the Ad Council.